This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into collecting, I guess wrestling figures since we're going to be talking about wrestling this episode so if you're into wrestling if you're into sports memorabilia if you're into comic books please visit firstworld.ca use promo code the podcast 20 you'll get 20 percent off like i said they got everything from comic books to sign memorabilia everything in between and everything a nerd needs or wants it is there they ship worldwide and to all you american listeners everything you see there is in canadian funds so it's a little bit cheaper to you so please go visit firstworld.ca and if you're into nerd culture obviously you're into video games what about books if so please visit boss fight books.com today for great books on classic video games you'll find titles like metal gear solid splunky world of warcraft and so many others they got everything available in paperback and ebook format so please visit them today and if you want to support me directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there easy click on it takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to onesies, to COVID masks, anything you need or want is there. But if you don't want to support me monetarily, it's totally understandable. The easiest thing you could do, the most important thing you could do is please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So as everyone knows, and obviously clicking and going through social media, you know who I have here today. Without further ado, four-time DP Award winners, Max and Jesse from Got Till Five. <laughs> he comes in strong. <laughs> Actually, I don't like Jesse on the bottom. One second, one second. Oh, I'm a power bottom, baby. There we go. Let's put Steve on the bottom. There we yes. go. Yes. Two guys on top. I love it. That's what we do. <laughs> Hello. Four times winners. Yes, Here live. So, um, yeah, we're winners. Um, four time winners, um, as we established. Um, we, um, I believe we talked about this on our show, but we haven't talked about it on your show yet. Okay. Um, you you weren't happy with our acceptance speech. I think we were humbling, yeah. and no, 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 we no, no, no. took it's, it with dignity. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, yeah, you took it all right, but now with dignity. <laughs> but no, it's not that your acceptance speech wasn't good. It was awesome. Thank you very much for that. It was that you guys want to rename the award, or you guys are want to retire it or something. And I yep. was like, nope. 
fuck you guys. You guys don't have that power. I ban you. So this year, <laughs> you're not getting nominated for any award. How about that? You won't be five-time. But we need a five-time. No. Five-time. You got to redeem time. yourselves. And then maybe next year, I'll put you back in the running. Okay, fine. Okay. But like, what? How how do we get it renamed? Like, does Jesse have to die? Is is this? Oh, I can make that, happen. that oh, is it, a good point. You know what? Okay, I'll I'll change it if Jesse dies. How about that? Cool, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> strong start. Strong start. That was yeah. Um. So, Steve. Um, yes, sir. This is. Um, oh, that's what I say. Um, so, uh, you told us before we came on air that today is a very special day for the podcast. Oh, that's right. See, I almost forgot again. It is the fourth anniversary, so it's the podcast's fourth birthday. So I'm entering my ah. fifth year of podcasting, going nice and strong, four years straight without missing an episode. So there you go. That's amazing. We've missed episodes, I think. Yeah, we've missed, we, we, um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, haven't, we haven't been going anywhere near as long as you, so that's very commendable. Yeah. Thank you, you my friends. From strength to strength, guests just keep getting better and better. better. Oh, you're an but, you never, but you never forget the little guys. You never forget me and Max. Which, um, yeah, but you're not the little guys. Believe it or not, uh, this is, I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Your episodes are always in the top 10 of my ratings and everything all the time. Like You guys are always up and neck and neck with all the other so-called celebrities and people I get on the show. And that's why he stays in touch, Max. <laughs> yeah, it's not because he likes us. I need my UK bringing those sweet that's figures. That's and, and, it, now he's, and now he's got us hosting him, doing all of his work for him. You see how it is? Yeah, I see how it is. Hi, everyone from Got Till Five who's viewing on our stream. Just wanted to give them a quick shout out. It's only your stream. I'm piggybacking on it. I, I'm I'm doing impact to AEW, so you that, that's what's going on here. <laughs> Don Callis of the podcast world. I like it. Yes, exactly. Well, speaking of wrestling, that's what we're here about. Well, okay, before we get into wrestling, how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Last time we talked was November. So what's different over there in the land of the UK? We're even more um, locked down than we were before. I think we were probably oh, moaning about that in November. We, d- we didn't I think don't... it was possible. We didn't think it was possible to do more lockdown. And then and then they locked us down more. Yeah. I, d- I don't know what the deal is in Canada right now, but it's like it's it's like back in March now for in England. They're like, they've stopped everything, like work from home, shops not open, all that shit. So it's I'd like, that was all right back in right. the summer. Because the weather's nice, right? So you can go out and skate and do like fun stuff. But um, none of that shit happening right now. It's soggy. It's cold. It's wet. It's miserable. <laughs> the days are fucking long. It's dark. January yeah. felt like the longest month in the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. How are you? Jesse's in a good place. <laughs> well, yeah, it's pretty much the same with us. We're in total lockdown, whatever the lockdown was back in March. Same thing with us. I think maybe as of this recording, they were announcing when it was going to start. I think they're going to announce when the kids are able to go back to school and stuff like that. So that's going to be forthcoming throughout the week. But yeah, same shit over here, man. But at least at least you guys aren't freezing your ass off here. It's my God. You can't even step outside and you're already frostbitten. Have you, got proper, have you got proper snow in that? Oh, yeah. Well, this year has been good, actually. We haven't gotten too much this year, but it apparently it's on its way we'll see we had like an inch and a half of snow about two weeks ago and the, oh, whole, sh- the whole country lost their shit <laughs> like, no, no one knew what to do right. it, it was like we basically just went turned into eskimos for a weekend then it rained away and we all just carried on <laughs> well we don't only talk wrestling on the podcast obviously for you got to five listeners we also talk video games so 
what have you guys been playing since November, since we last talked? What's been your lockdown go-to? Oh, oh, didn't we do an episode on this not that, not that long ago that people could see, check out? I was hoping you were going to do that. It's an easy mm. plug. You see how I work? Professionalism. If, if people are curious, last time Steve was on our show, we did the top five lockdown games. Did we? Um, we did. It wasn't that long ago either, Jesse. Um, <laughs> I haven't been playing a lot. I was, I was playing... I've got the Xbox Game Pass at the moment, so I've been downloading oh. a lot of that stuff. Uh, there's a great game on there called Frostpunk which is like living in Toronto because you're in this frozen wasteland and the world is just horrible and you've got to survive and you send children to the coal mines. So you guys can relate. Beautiful. Totally. I've been, um, I've been rocking um, Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Switch again. I played it when it came out years ago and absolutely yeah. loved it, um, but never did the master mode, which is like a um, DLC update where you basically start the game again, but everything's ridiculously hard. And... Oh. That's actually good because you can't kill anything. The most basic fucking monsters are now like too strong for you. So it turns into a Metal Gear Solid stealth game instead of a fighting game. Do you see what I mean? So you're just like trying to avoid everything and get through things, which is actually quite cool. And obviously, you know, we haven't suffered enough this year. So I thought I'd put myself through some more agony. Yeah. Yeah. That's still. Yeah, that's uh, Breath of the Wild's next up that I'm going to play. It's been waiting there for a while, but I'm switching between two games. I'm playing. Okay, don't rag on me for this. I'm playing uh, Yoshi's Crafted World on the Switch right now, Pussy! which I'm actually surprisingly a very solid platformer, <laughs> man. I'm 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 impressed. Like at first, I was like, okay, you can still tell this is a, for kids and for people who don't really play video games. But once you get into it and you want to get all the secrets and you want to get all the stars and or the flowers in this case and get everything, it's becomes pretty decent. And over on the PS4, I'm playing uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Is it good? It's decent. If you're an Assassin's Creed fan and you like Greek mythology, and you obviously, if you like Odyssey, it's right up your alley. But it's more like cell shaded, so it's not as realistic as Assassin's Creed. But it's 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 fun. I'm having a decent time with it. Sounds good. I think that's that's the sort of game for me. I need to get on that. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So ready for the wrestling? Wrestles. Yeah, we both, me and Steve, are rocking wrestling t-shirts today. We didn't rehearse this. <laughs> um andre and macho man so a couple of legends um but um max um oh, oh, oh you have well done. Oh, hey, you, baby. Hey, nice. cultural appropriation i <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear that because my headphone was out but i presume it was detrimental to me it was yeah let's move on of course okay, okay well before we get to our rumble because that just recently happened let's let's go a little bit back last we talked was around survivor series a lot of shit has happened since you guys like New Japan. You guys love AEW. I'm obviously a WWE fan. I also like AEW and New Japan, but I'm not as much into it as you guys. I'm more actually into Impact, believe it or not. So let's start with New Japan, with Wrestle Kingdom. How did you guys enjoy it this year? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Obviously, for obvious reasons, it wasn't as good um, with, like, you know, less crowd and the whole... Um, like they made it clear on the commentary that there's a law in Japan at the moment where they're not allowed to be vocal with their mouths at all if they're For in sure. a socially distanced audience. Which, yeah. and despite like you know the cliche, right? Everyone says whenever you watch Japanese wrestling and there's American commentators or English commentators on, and they always say, "Now we have to be sure, guys, that um, we need to know that the Japanese fans are not loud. They are very quiet fans." But that's bollocks. It's not true because, like, right. when a match gets really good, they are fucking going for it, like anyone else does, and it's awesome. And that's why I love Japanese wrestling. They just have to earn it. 
but um this year because of that that law and um all that it's um it was a bit more a lot difficult of clapping. a lot of clapping a lot of clapping yeah 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 which is which is cool that's that's cool as well but it did take me out of it a little bit but the quality of matches steve has frozen and he might be dead um but the, the the quality of matches, particularly um, night one's main event with Ibushi, was stunning. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think um, for me there wasn't a lot of standout matches throughout the card. Like there were some good ones, but normally Wrestle Kingdom is a consistent. Uh, <laughs> so crazy little face. Uh, it, it's a consistent thing that we kind of have. Um, but really, it was only the main events that kind of sold me. Yeah, Steve, you'll have to listen back to your own show, mate, to catch that bit. <laughs> it's beautiful. I told you it was cold, man. It's freezing all the wires up here. <laughs> but again, well, that's why I brought you guys on the show, because you guys love New Japan more than I do. But obviously, I watch the big shows. I'm one of those guys that watch like the top shows, just like how you guys only watch, I guess, now the top four WWE shows. And to me, the one, I don't know if you guys touched on this, the one match that... I really enjoyed it was the Shingo Jeff Cobb match. Oh my god, beautiful! Yeah, love that style. And it was just ah, oh. I know it wasn't perfect, and obviously not every match should be, but I think it was amazing for what those two guys bring. Shingo's really become a big standout of Lij in terms of like when he was brought in, he just kind of slotted in straight away. Um, and New Japan was kind of the platform he always needed to be on. He's just so good. Uh, and Jeff Cobb as well. Like it, it's so great seeing a lot of these kind of guys coming in. Phantasmo's doing great over there. Um, Kenta as well. It's great to see kind of Kenta back in that position. And now we've got Kenta Moxley building. Uh, yeah, their, cool. their match is confirmed for next month, this month, sometime soon. Something. That's going to be ridiculous as well. So is this the first time the NJPW US title has been defended since Moxley won it? Yes, I'm pretty sure so. it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was, yeah. Even he was defending against like Lance Archer, and he's been in AEW for how long now? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's mental. True. Uh, it's but there's so a true. lot of kind of crossover. I like the that Jay White is the new New Japan Royal Rumble prediction. It was Kenny for years, and now Kenny's with AEW. It's like right. Jay, Jay White's going to appear <laughs> at the Rumble. It's, I it's still, amazing to see his growth. I still can't get on with Jay White. I, I we Thank must you. Me too. Before. I'm the same way. I, I don't see like I understand it, but I still don't see easy. It's uh, we'll get to it later. It's sort of like how I was with Edge at the beginning of his career. I just didn't see it. Like I saw him more after once he became a single star and he blossomed and became the rated R. And I was like, oh my god, this guy's amazing, right? But I just don't see it with uh, with White as well. I, even when he was in Ring of Honor, now that he's here, it's I, I don't know. I don't know what the big lore is about him. The problem, the problem with Jay White for me, like I can't fault him. He performs brilliantly. He's great on the right. mic. Like good yeah. match. He's got the face of someone I would have bullied at school. Maybe that's like, what it is. Yeah. And he with the beard. He, he, he yeah, looks a bit more manly looks, now. No, he doesn't. He still looks a bit like... And I think it's like... I love the New Japan thing of like... You get the young lions, right? So they're sort of, of round ringside and they help it. And they go through the ranks and stuff. But Jay White was a young lion when I started watching New Japan. So even though he's risen to this height, I still see him as this little bitch at the side of the ring. <laughs> Who's just like got the little ice packs? Do you know what I mean? When um, right. like someone finishes a match, this I just can't get that out of my head. No, I, I don't blame you. So, what was your favorite match or matches uh, from the night, weekend? 
Naito Ibushi. I yeah, okay. was stunning. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just heads and shoulders. Everything was good. That was amazing. I thought it was like there was a there's a clear separation between everything else and that match. I thought Okada Osprey was good as well. Yeah, that's my it always annoys me that Osprey is so talented because of how much of a knob he is. But you just can't you can't fault how talented he is. I also love that Okada still had to have the longest match of the evening, oh, even God, though he wasn't in the main event. He's the you know what comfort you know what comforts me about Osprey um, is that his matches are he is a knob, but his matches are brilliant, so we can enjoy that guilt free because one day he will land on his head and paralyze himself. Ah, good, good, good. Dynamite. <laughs> um, also, that's a, a, that's a, a joke. Cool... <laughs> I don't actually want Will Osprey to paralyze himself, just in case it happens within the next. Will, month. Will, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> uh, very cool moment for the Got Till Five podcast. A former guest was in the opening New Japan Rambo. Who was that? Gabriel Kidd. Was, oh, was he? Uh, oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't, I didn't watch that. So uh, that was a nice little moment. Jesse, we were represented. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> fives for us. I tipped I tipped a 40 to the curb for, yeah. for my boy. So are you guys up to date with New Japan? Do you know what's going on currently? Or do you, get, do you even watch the, the American show? The, what is it? New Japan Strong or Live or whatever the fuck it's called? I don't even know the name of it. No, they kind of fucked up their American expansion. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> not worth checking out. Um, it's weird because that's when they started building Moxley versus Kenta when they actually right. met them in the ring. That was such a weird show because it was so quiet and it just looked like a very B-movie produced wrestling show. And and that was kind of odd to see. But, you know, they, they've, they've done well to kind of build this Kenta-Moxley hype. I'm not that into it. I, I don't really get what the draw is, but I'll, I'll give it a watch. I just feel like their styles are way too different. Like, Kenta is tiny compared to how massive Moxley is now. True. Mm, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, I guess... I don't know. I think Kenta is hard-hitting. Like, Kenta's desperate to hit someone really fucking hard and get hit hard back. <laughs> and Moxley will give him that. I, I think... I'm just not over last year when... I had waited however many years for Naito to win both titles. And then that little prick comes out and sits on him. And, uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting so, for a perfect Naito moment. I'm assuming Kenta's going to have to take the belt, right? Kenta's got to take the belt, yeah. It's about time. I think Moxley needs to focus on his American career now and sort of take a step back from Japan. Yeah. Well, so when he speaking was, of... When he, yeah, Go for when it. he won the US title, it was because he didn't have anywhere to kind of be. He was just going to be a New mm. Japan guy. But That's now true. he's got AEW. There's, there's no reason for him to have it. And a baby. Well, speaking Bobby. of AEW, perfect transition. Let's talk about some AEW. You guys love it. You guys watch every single week. Well, I know Max does, at least. I don't know about you, Jesse. Do you watch every week, Dynamite? No? No, nah, God, no. Okay. <laughs> do you even watch Dark too, Jesse? Uh, Max, do you watch Dark as well, or is it just? Uh, I I don't watch Dark. That's, okay. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of. There's been there's been some Got to Five alumni on Dark though. Um, we've had. Um, oh yes, Star Girl Ellie. Yeah, um, Ellie has been on there and done quite well by the looks of it, which is good. Yeah, one. she she's had a couple of matches on there. So really, we're the springboard to to bigger and better things. Do you really want to play this game, my friends? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, let us have our moment. <coughs> Brian Pillman Jr. <coughs> <laughs> twice, 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 twice. <laughs> well done. Yes, he's actually been on main roster show. Good, good. 
Um, but yeah, so, yeah, no, so it, how, how are you guys liking AEW now, especially with the integration of Impact? Do you think they're doing a great job? Uh, I think it's going strength to strength. I really tried. So when Kenny won the bout and they were going to appear on Impact, I was like, I'm going to watch Impact. I got about ten minutes in and I had to turn it off. I just, I just cannot do Impact. No, eh? Well, what turns you off of it? What is it? Just the atmosphere, or no, it's, it's like a really bad porn is how it looks. <laughs> Like AEW is like the wow produced, and then Impact is the badly produced. I see what one. you're saying. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want good act? Do you want good acting in your porn? <laughs> I just don't want it to be as salty <laughs> as Impact. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to watch it to the end and see if they get married. <laughs> they never do. They never. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm loving the kind of crossover and having the cleaner back and Kenny. The, the thing I was saying about Kenny is everyone was like, oh, he's lost it since he left New Japan. No, he right, just right. turned it off. He, he, he literally can just turn it off. And then when he wants to go again, he turns it back on. And yeah. he goes. And it's ridiculous. It, he, knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted people to say that. He wanted people to say that Kenny's lost it so that he could have this fucking impact when he decided to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, When he decided to do impact. Come on, man. It was right there for you. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon he's going to do the whole cleanup thing? He's got the AAA impact. Is he going to win the impact title? Mm. All of it? Well, I don't see why not. I know everyone's already saying put him against a thing in New Japan and then so he could have all the titles. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think New Japan will give him the title. But I could see impact doing it. Why not? It brings eyes to the product. And to have the impact world title on AEW TV as well, why not? They got it's a good investment. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. The, it's the forbidden door which keeps getting teased now of like New Japan AEW was never going to happen. When Harold Mage was there, it was just that was out of the question because he was so bitter about them doing it beforehand. Now he's gone. Ever since he left, there's been all of these teasers about the doors opening and then Bullet Club is over there. You got Tamara in New Japan being like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> Right. Um, and I just reckon there's, they're saving it until they can get full audience back. And then they're just going to. Good point. Here comes Akada. Here comes Tama. And everyone's just going to lose it. Because it benefits and I, both. And I honestly think that they're doing this slow burn and waiting for people to come back because you're seeing the little trickle effect. And I think they're doing a fantastic. When WWE tried to do the whole WCW uh invasion it didn't work out too well like you know it fell flat whatever not everyone was involved but i could see literally almost everyone from each roster maybe for the exception of someone like jericho going over to impact i doubt he'll do that but i could see everybody going back and forth why not like if omega's doing it why wouldn't anyone else want to do it right so to wait until there's yeah waiting until there is a crowd effect and to have that pop like you said can you imagine if every single original bullet club and then even this is long-term broken then say when AJ's fucking contract expires, he signs with AEW. You have all of them there at once. Oh my god! And then even Finn, who knows what could happen, right? Yeah. Do you think that we're seeing the start of a kind of this is a question like a new age um, takeover of the territories, like Vince McMahon did in the eighties? Mm. We're seeing we're we're seeing AEW take you know what? That's a good point. working with at the moment, but like Impact, AAA, New Japan. They're sort of taking everything that's... NWA, another one. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's slightly popular in the wrestling world that isn't WWE um, and just absorbing it all sort of slowly but surely. Because let's not forget, I know AEW is cool and indie feeling and stuff. Still run right. by a fucking billionaire. Let's not... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, let's not forget that. And, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> like, 
and he can like he has the ability to absorb this shit if he wants to and i think that this might be the start sure. of another crazy monopoly going on but but for now it's very smart to you know aw is not trying to compete with we but if they were the way you start a war is you get soldiers you get backing you know aw is never going to go up against we but if you have New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, NWA, Impact, maybe even Ring of Honor, all unified as a front of everyone. Everyone's going to want to see what's going on with that, for sure. Yeah, but what I like about it, though, is that they're not competing with WE in the same way that WCW did. It's like WE are aiming at kids, and AEW is aiming for like teens and young adults, and Steve. Yeah, of course. And... <laughs> and I quite I think that separation in the market is sort of I don't neither company are gonna fold anytime soon. You know, neither no, one is no, gonna beat the other so. because there's completely different target audiences there. Yeah. And and, it, and that's it, how it should be. Like I think yeah. if WCW never folded or if they didn't tank it towards the end, it would have been glorious for wrestling to have the competition. Yeah, I know even when TNA first showed up and you were seeing like all the cast offs and everyone's like, Oh my god, and then they became the indie darlings. Everyone loved TNA at the beginning, but it didn't go any further than what it was. Like, you know what I mean? And with AEW, it has at least the money, like you guys are saying, to absorb and to make mistakes, but to keep chugging until they finally crack and people start watching. Like how the Attitude Era brought eyes to WWF at the time, right? Yeah. Um, and it's impressive how even during a pandemic for a new company, they've they've just nailed it. Like, I, I can watch AEW every week and forget that there's no crowd there because they do have that crowd element they've got the spaced out crowd yeah. they've got the guys at ringside Plus it's the camera outside. work is very clever yeah. it, it, it's just done very 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 clever um one thing AEW's done great that we got to mention is the the Brody tribute show yeah that's fantastic fuck i was i just i just sat there in tears for like two hours it was just like everything was done perfectly for that and i've never known an outpouring of like that since probably eddie died like eddie was the same feeling and reaction which was surprising because brody wasn't at the same level of popularity as eddie but because he was such a nice guy family man everyone loved him it had that same feel and that tribute show was just unbelievable never watch it again never watching it again but it was (laughs) unbelievable yeah no like what can you say other than that was like something like everyone was putting down WWE because they didn't do something other than put the montage and a few wrestlers mentioning his catchphrases and stuff like that. But then even later, WWE put out more stuff and they're allowing the wrestlers, like even at the Royal Rumble with New Day coming out with the gear like that. Not that they yeah. allow him, but you know, you know what I mean? But he wasn't an employee of theirs at the time. Like, I think yeah. they did enough for what needed to be deserved. Like same thing with, with AEW. They should have done what they did, of course. And they blew it out of the park, man. My God. Yeah, completely. And I love that that's the new catchphrase of just like, it's Wednesday, you know what it's, that means? Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Like, that's, that's just sticking. So uh, yeah, I, for me, AEW is firing on all cylinders. I'm a little bit terrified for the next pay-per-view with Sting in a street fight, but you know, stranger things have happened. Cinematic, my friend. You could edit Cinematic. shit out. Yep. I remember, I just, so Sting, I don't know if you know Steve, like obviously Edge is Max's favorite wrestler, but Sting holds a special place in Max's heart as this kind oh. of um sort of your childhood 
He was my first. Sort of, yeah, he was your first. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> when, yeah my... as, as a kid, you know, like it's you get drawn to these big characters as Sting was sure. this guy to start with. And right. uh, Max was so excited when he came back and got buried by Triple H. And then, like, it was like, no, he's doing, he's going to do more. He's going to do more. And then, like, oh, so, yeah. and the next thing Sting does is get power bombed into the turnbuckle by Seth Rollins and just crumple onto the floor. And, like, as, like, this sorry old man. And, like, and that was the end of his career, right? It felt like at the time. And, um, and now he's doing this street fight again. And I could see, like, Max is getting excited again. Like, Sting's the whole again. And what's going to, like, 30 seconds into it, he's going to be hit with a chair shot wrong and just crumple to the floor again. Yeah, he's going to take Darby's like... skateboard and he's going to do like a kickflip <laughs> and just like break his legs. Yeah, okay. well, well, speaking of Darby, do you like them being together? Because other than the half face paint, what do these guys have in common? I seriously doubt Sting's ever been on a, a skateboard. I seriously doubt he does fucking planches in a fucking body bag. And he, I'm sure he doesn't hang out with Steve-O and fucking guys from Jackass and shit. So like, well, what's the connection here? I don't get it. I think, I mean, I think face paint is is enough right <laughs> i guess I expecting them to bring in like uh funda rosa and it's just like his two children with the half oh face paint um but the face paint is the thing and the loner and the rafter thing that darby has you know they try and match yes. up managers like yeah, he, said he, next, he wants to drop in <laughs> i wish he would i wish he would <laughs> but like they, they do a pretty good job of partnering people like arn anderson is perfect for cody uh, oh, Jake the Snake is perfect for Lance Archer, yes. and in a way, Sting is perfect for for Darby. Um, people kind of forget that Sting isn't this brooding kind of angry character. A lot of the times, he is just he. Even as Crow Sting, he is still quite fun loving and surface Stingy. Um, it's just when the NWO pisses him off that he gets all mad and upset. But it's it, it's a good partnership, and I'm interested to see where the street fight goes for sure. But I like. That's my favorite thing about AEW is the factions and the teams and everyone's got their own groups. And I feel like that's something they've taken from New Japan really well. And I like factions and groups and people having loyalties to others. And it just it just makes better storytelling. No, for sure. And okay, now if you guys had a choice from anyone from Impact to show up on AEW, who would it be? Hmm. From who Impact? works for Impact? Oh my <laughs> god. Come hmm. on, man. Who is, um, is is Leo Rush with Impact at the moment? No, he's New not. Japan. No, yeah. uh, um, not him then. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, Moose. Moose would be great. Oh, it's Moose with Impact. Moose is cool. Yeah, yeah I like Moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him with Ring of Honor. He was good. Um, who else is with? It's fantastic. Dixie Carter. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh yeah, bring a bring a bit of double J in. Yeah, WE Hall of Famer. I think Samoa Joe still wrestles there too, man. <laughs> AJ, you know what? Um, can I just tell you something that made me quite misty-eyed recently? Um, I so when I think of my favorite wrestlers today, like okay. I don't think of like many that are still current, and I think, oh, but I always forget about AJ Styles, right? And okay. what made me suddenly realize, so I've got all my retro sort of games consoles just here that I play in here when because this is my office. So I'm working from home. Obviously, I need some games consoles in here. And um, I booted up my PS2. I stuck in SmackDown. Here comes the pain, which I think okay. is a 2002 WWE game. 
um, found an old memory card, whacked it in. There was a fucking create a wrestler on there of AJ Styles from 2002 that I had made as a 12-year-old boy, right? Because TNA was like this sort of cool thing that you sort of heard about on the internet, and AJ Styles was the boy from that. So... I was obsessed with AJ Styles. I'd barely seen any of his matches because, like, back then, how could you? Um, and I was like, oh, but I know this guy's cool. So I <laughs> sort of made him on Smack. And I think, fuck me. Like, this guy is currently in WE, and he has been a constant in my life as this sort of cool wrestler since I was 12 years old. Like, what a fucking legend. Yeah. Well, can you believe when he came out to the Rumble, you're like, oh, this is where he debuted, I think they said four or five years ago. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That long ago already? It's crazy. Like, wow. He's been, uh, to me, it just feels like he's been there a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just fucking mental. You think every, he's worked and dominated every fucking company he's worked for. And yes. they are big fucking companies. Yeah. He's the fucking goat, man. Like AJ Styles, I, whenever Thank people you. ask me who my favorite wrestler is, like AJ Styles never jumps into my head immediately, but he's, He's up there, man. He's amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. it would be like, great like if you um, mentioned when they buy the Impact um, library. If WWE ever does just like a big oh. release, I'd love to have all of his New Japan Impact WWE matches oh, all man. in one place. I'd have a big release watching that shit. <laughs> oh, just just as TNA shit alone. My God, the matches he had eleven there. years. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's a mad shit in there, man. Yeah, I miss those old TNA days. Hmm. Six-sided ring. Yeah. Christo- him and Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Oh, that triple threat. That's incredible. Peak. Yeah, people still talk about that to this day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about Royal Rumble. No? Got it. Yeah, why not? Let's get into it. Bright, it was actually good. It? it was good. I enjoyed it. It was considering, again, I know this is what everybody says, considering what's going on in the world, whatever, whatever. But obviously, I still think it was a decent show. It was good. It kept me entertained. I was barely looking at my phone. So I had a thumbs up for me, man, all, all around. I think the same. I was very hesitant about... I'm always excited for the Rumble, but I was hesitant because no crowd. And yes, there's the pipe to noise and stuff, but it's just it's not, not the same. Yeah, exactly. If you look at last year... Because you know they're controlling like, it. Yeah, with Becky and with Edge last year, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> Um, and then this year was, it took me a while to get into it, but all in all, I, for me personally, even though I'm ecstatic with the result of the men's main <laughs> event, the women's rumble was better for me. It was, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a bit more too. And yes, I am Jerry, the King Lawler. There were 60 it. boobs in that rumble. Oh, Jerry, the King Lawler. He, oh man. Like, why can't we just have nice things? Like, it was like, oh, the Women's Rumble. Also, I'm going to really enjoy this. Oh, King's on commentary. Of course, like, there had to be something wrong with this. Yeah. And he he only did a couple of of his little lines, but they were enough to make me go, (laughs) off the desk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? In the end, he really didn't take away from the experience, and it wasn't overbearing. Like, you know what I mean? To me, it was just, ah, they piped him in because they wanted that so-called legend to call some spots and that's pretty much it so why not i guess he he, he did his job how about that yeah he only really did it when tori came in so yeah who is still wearing someone else's face she's 20 years younger than when she left it makes no sense she looks nothing like tori wilson yeah answer us steve give us an answer why doesn't tori why isn't tori wilson tori wilson 
Well, that's what's going on in the world today. Look, look at everyone that's coming back. Everyone, like Carlito's another one. Where the fuck are these guys coming back? Bigger, stronger, Edge is another one. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's getting bigger, bulkier, looking greater as fucking Goldberg's in his 50s. I don't even look half the fucking thing that he looks like. Like, what's going on here? What are they feeding them in WWE? What are they feeding them outside of WWE? Yeah. Or do you remember do you remember when Brock Lesnar failed a drug test and his UFC match, like even though he'd won it, was like disqualified and all that? And then WE very quickly jumped in and said, because he's part-time or whatever, like he, it doesn't his drug intake doesn't count. Who else does that apply? That applies to Goldberg, that applies to Edge, that uh, applies to You know what? That makes sense. <laughs> but you know what? I guess it's sort of the way it should be because they're not fully contracted and they're only doing one match here and there. And they are older, they do need the supplement supplements to keep them going. So why not? Me and, Max have, me and Max have talked about this before. Who gives a shit? It's not right? like it's... sorry, spoiler alert, everyone. It's not a real <laughs> sport. Like it's they're not gaining an athletic edge by taking this stuff. They can do Thank what you. the fuck they want. Do you know what I mean? Who cares? Um y- yes. Th- th- there's a reason why they're not allowed to anymore, <laughs> Jesse. Something happened in 2007 that you might not be aware of. He got hit in the head too much. It was nothing to do with his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know where you're coming from too, but at the same time, you should control it to a certain extent. But if they're not like doing it all the time or and you could specifically tell that they're not walking around like zombies, why not a little perk here and there? Why not a little injection here and there to look beefier, to look nicer on TV? What's the difference in getting a spray tan? That's just as bad for you and you're probably going to get skin cancer from that shit. So exactly. why not? Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't see the problem with it at all. And I will die on this hill. <laughs> he wants his Real men sports to skin big. Right. I want my men. I want those traps. I want those fucking right. muscles up there. Like I want them touching their earlobes. That's what I want. <laughs> just tickling, just tickling. <laughs> oh um yeah. What, but what about the title matches? Did you guys enjoy those? Quick thing, about, I know we're coming okay, back well, to the Rumble, but Victoria finally is in the Women's Rumble. Yes. It's taken four yeah. years, but Victoria was there. It was great to see Victoria. I love that. And they used her Nicki Minaj music, which, um, yeah, that was that was one of Nicki Minaj's first professional jobs was singing on that song before she was any anyone that we cared about. Which is Who is nice. Bad Bunny and why is he the most successful person in the world? I never should shut this down right now. You are so fucked up. You you got to expand yourself and start listening to some Latin music, my friend. What's wrong with you? Could you be any whiter? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could. I could get whiter. I could. I'm not even peak white right now. <laughs> no, he's a huge Latin star. He's like maybe I can, you can't even compare him to anyone. He's his own thing. He's just huge. He's like fuck. He's like the next big thing, or he is the current big thing in Latin music. Put it that way. How are we comparing How are we comparing his splash to Snoop Dogg's AEW splash? Uh, well, first off, he had to jump to the outside, so there's that factor. But and also, Snoop is a lot lankier and taller than Bad Bunny, so that goes into also a fight. So I still think Bad Bunny did a better one, but I don't blame Snoop. He did, yeah, like for no training. Like, how can you he fault a guy? Like, come on. All right, Snoop's just living his best life. He, the amount of and shit. That's what trying. I said. This guy's commentating fucking celebrity boxing. He's going on <laughs> wrestling shows. He's got uh, he's got tracks on both AEW and WWE TV. Like, smokes weed every day, man. Come on, this guy's he's doing, doing he's, he's doing what we'd all do if we had Thank that you. amount of money. 
Yeah. I, I honestly thought that the Cody Snoop Dogg remix was just going to be like a one-time thing, but it's it's every week now, and I'm like, <laughs> this, this, this needs to go away very quickly. But, yeah, it, it doesn't really suit him as much as the Sasha Banks one, right? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, but, we yeah. talk about? Max pointed this out to me. If we're talking about <laughs> stuff that's happened since we last spoke, so Cody yeah. and... Um, Eden, what's her name? Brandy, um, Brandy. have have announced. Um, she was oh, yes. um, have announced their pregnancy or her yes. pregnancy by his seed, and um, that yes, that's how it works. That was a but, but is it how it works? Because that <laughs> was announced to them. That was announced to them by this vignette when yeah. someone knocked on the door and ran away, and they opened they opened the door and there's a little present and they open it up and it tells them they're pregnant. Who knew before them? Who knew before her? They both accepted it. They just went, oh. <laughs> they went, oh, okay. This is Good that point. Hey, this could be future storylines, man. Hey, it was Shaq. It was Shaq. It's Shaq's Where... baby. <laughs> Where is this Shaq storyline going? I mean, honestly. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's where it's going. If it was WWE TV, I think they would go that route. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, when you were talking about Sting Darby Allen earlier, I thought if this was WE, they would definitely do a Sting is the illegitimate father of Darby Allen storyline. <laughs> and I would love it. Give him a couple of years. Give him a couple of years. Yeah, let's give it that Eddie Ray Dominic vibe. Oh, I was watching a um, WE's been doing some great documentaries at the moment. They did one about The Untold, and it was the story of Dominic, uh, Ray, and Eddie. I got really into it. I was like, this was a great story. WE can twist anything to make it seem memorable and amazing. I was watching going, it was the best storyline ever produced. It was so it was so soap opera, but because the actual wrestlers involved were fucking great, it made it brilliant, right? Like Eddie Eddie because Eddie always just no matter how stupid the storyline was, he just sold it straight face like it was the most serious thing in the world to him. And it made it really intense. I I loved it. And I want to see Sting and who else could be Darby Allen's father? Maybe. Um, mm. Who else is black and white? Like it just so, a member of the NWO. Like, yeah, um, yeah Hulk Hogan in the nineties um, and Sting need to have a ladder match over the paternity of Darby Allen. Book it. All out, twenty twenty one. I never know if he's frozen or he's just out of his face. He's yeah, I think he's frozen again. But so anyone listens to this on audio on that podcast. Um, hi, um, we're actually streaming this on YouTube at the moment, so we can see Steve as well. But because he's got your strange Canadian internet, he does freeze on occasion, so he just disappears. So he'll there's have a to listen back to his a little mounty running back and forth trying to get the connection. <laughs> That's how it works. I love that we didn't notice for ages as well. Just you and me go oh, quick. Let's change it to got to a five quickly, quickly. <laughs> He's gone. Steve's gone. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Got to a Five podcast. My name is Max. His name is Jesse. We're in, baby. Right, we're locked in. We've taken over that podcast. Steve is dead. Well, he took over ours first. Um, should we just continue yeah, to talk true. about wrestling? Like nothing's. Yeah, I suppose we better. It, it is still Steve's podcast, really, isn't it? So we shouldn't um, lose anything. Oh, is he back? Steve's back. There he I is. Saw- Look at that. Look at that. Oh, saw- oh, Nothing happens, Steve. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> we took over. We were talking about paternity, but we, we'll move on. Royal Rumble. Well, speaking um, though, hold on. Speaking about okay. paternity, how are you guys enjoying this? Uh, oh, God. Who have you found Yes. 
It's awesome. So um, the... <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs> when um, when Ric Flair's music started um, in the Women's Royal Rumble, it, like okay. the reaction they wanted is exactly what it got from me. I was watching the Women's Royal Rumble in the bath. It's not weird in my time, and as soon as that music hit, I was sort of just chilling out in the bath and I was sort of enjoying watching it, but not really paying that much attention. And then Rick's music hits and I'm like, I wouldn't put it past him. I would not put put it past Ric Flair to come out in his gear and join in with the Women's Royal Rumble match. But as it turns out, he didn't. But no, I'm quite digging this Lacey stuff. And Rick is at home being a heel. Um, and this is the way for him to be a heel. That's and true. anytime I see the greatest wrestler of all time, Ric Flair, um, happy, I'm happy. Okay. Um, it's weird, guys. It's, it's really <laughs> weird. It's He is trying to date someone 40 years younger than him who looks identical to his daughter. Yeah. It, what, what's the problem? He's following in okay, so, so I was thinking about this. This is the kind of storyline where it's, it's distasteful and it's a bit weird, which means he's going to die soon. So the last memory that Charlotte has of her dad is him trying to fornicate with a, a clone of her. It, it's the same with the Eddie, I'm your pappy. Like when Ray was wearing the I'm your pappy shirt at his funeral. It, it have just... you have you seen Ric Flair's wives? They all no, look exactly But I'm like... sure you're going to show they us. They are all very, they're all just tall, blonde women. They yeah. are, they are. He has sharp. a type. He has yeah. a type. He does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's his yeah, thing. It is. And the other thing is, everyone knows Lacey has her daughter, has a husband, has all this stuff, and no one's questioning this, that she's all of a sudden this all-American girl that was in the army and so respectful, but now she's cheating with an older man. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's one of those things. But I remember, do you remember years ago? This is a weird storyline to bring up, but you might remember okay. it. Um, at the end of 2003, going into WrestleMania 20, when um, Christian and Chris Jericho were feuding because they bet a Canadian dollar on um, who could get lucky first with Lita or Trish, right? Right. right? Yes, I remember that, of course. And then it developed into this sort of love storyline with Jericho and Trish, and then Trish turned heel at Mania and was with Christian for a while afterwards. Exactly. Um, but that was like, But that was like the start of the internet era of wrestling fans and everyone was like oh but we all know jericho's married we all know trish is married we all know that Lita's yeah but you know what they, they never last? brought it up on wwe tv wwe tv has brought up the fact that lacy is this all-american woman yeah, like, you know what i mean they yeah, yeah. even had a, a commercial with her and her daughter uh, selling something and it's like what the fuck like you know what i mean come on yeah fair enough i yeah that's true um, <laughs> so I assume they're talking about you, Steve. Someone likes your beard. It is a not story. not not your wife. The thing on your face. Thanks. <laughs> I think I know what a beard is. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Um, oh, there's so much to unpack from the rumble, isn't there? What, what right. should we? Should we... Um, okay, well, Goldberg, McIntyre, there's no point. We all knew that was going to happen, so who cares? The only thing oh, you've got to talk about in the Owens and uh, Reigns match is how, how many bumps Owens took and the fumble at the end with Paul Heyman. That's pretty much it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I did get a bit scared with Goldberg. They 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 did that brilliantly where I was convinced that we're just going to have a repeat. <laughs> they conditioned us to think this is how it ends for Drew, but I'm so, mm. happy, so happy it didn't. 
But it was a nice little passing of the torch moment. And um, yeah. Big Sexy Drew wins again. Has Edge confirmed um, which title he's going for? No, I actually, no, he's saying he's going. He's waiting. It's they're playing it off where it's going to be Drew, but who knows? Because now Sheamus is involved, and Drew just turned on Sheamus. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen there? One thing that I learned from the Royal Rumble is that WrestleMania, I want Daniel Bryan and Matt Riddle to have thirty minutes to do whatever the mm. fuck they want. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Was Ben I really enjoyed that. Kurt Angle WrestleMania seventeen vibes. I literally, I literally said to Bobby when that was happening in the ring. I was sitting there and I was like, um, "They're setting up, they're setting up a Mania match. They're they're sort of teasing us. They want the internet to go mad. It's going. These two are great together, and it's going to lead to a Mania match. That that was my initial instinct. So I really hope it happens. Yeah. How about the storytelling in this year's Rumble? Do you think there was enough of it? Like, because everyone always harps on back in the nineties and there. Are, late 90s and stuff there was always stories coming in and stories leaving it new feud start new feuds finish whatever or old feuds finish stuff like that did you think there was enough of that story progression in this because everyone was scared the fiend was going to come out and do shit so that whole alexa bliss thing really didn't come into play but you saw the emergence of damian priest like you know what i mean you saw a bit of more comebacks and the whole corbin and mysterio thing they're still playing that off so there was a little bit but do you think there was enough I think it was a lot of throwback stuff um, that they've been doing this a lot That's of recent I, years yeah. where it's it's throwback stuff, but there's not See, enough. I know. Because each Rumble, there used to be some kind of mid, mid-match for Mania would be set up in a Royal Rumble, whether Thank it was you. Kurt and Sean or whether it was, you know, all the other ones they used to do in the middle of matches, Randy, Mick Foley, you know, all of that kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore. <clears throat> that it's Randy, true. Mick Foley, I was just thinking about... and. I was about to say that I still think one of my favorite Royal Rumbles ever, not just because my favorite ex-wrestler won it, is the 2004 Royal Rumble. And it's not only because of Benoit, but like you said, because of the Randy Orton Mick Foley stuff and Kurt Angle coming in and the whole... That was the first time they did SmackDown versus Raw Mm. like with the fight without it feeling cheesy do you know what i mean it was like the smackdown guys and the raw guys are all in the ring and like they're all going against each other and it just felt and their kane stuff do you remember kane came out and then they teased undertaker so they were they did all Mm. this stuff this really good booking towards wrestlemania and um i feel like they've never topped it since the 2004 royal rumble as far as just solid storyline long-term booking yeah. yeah so, okay so what about the surprises then was it enough was christian a big enough surprise was seth rollins coming back a big enough surprise carlito showing up with a six-pack a good enough surprise <laughs> i i think so like the women's the the main ones were jillian hall and victoria that that, that was pretty much it right like tory wilson we'd seen before but those two were kind of oh come on Santana garrett you, you don't appreciate seeing her well, no, I thought when I, I'd never heard of her and then the music oh, really? with uh, okay. Santana and I went, right. A.W. Santana? He's a man. <laughs> no, Tito Santana. I, was, I, I convinced he was going to come out. <laughs> Santana, I love his songs. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Santanas in the world. But for, for me, um, we'll go to the men's surprise in a bit, but for, for the women's, um, I, I thought it was good. I loved the finish. I was pulling for Bianca. Mm-hmm from the get-go and that with her Rhea and Charlotte her and Rhea were just unreal that was so it was such a good finish to the rumble I genuinely had no idea 
who was going to win that. There were so many false throwouts and stuff. I thought they did a amazing and i was pulling for bianca since she came out at number three i was like i like bianca i'm gonna pull for bianca but watching her with Rhea at the end i started to go i I'd, I'd still be thrilled if Rhea won this like it yeah. it was just they both did it perfectly yeah it the great. minute charlotte went out i went i'm happy either way yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give me either um but yeah bianca versus sasha at mania that's gonna hook be it great. to my veins hook it to my veins yeah did you guys did you guys enjoy the whole Billy Kay thing with the comedy routine? That was I good, enjoyed it. Yeah. She, yeah. They're, they're she does good. it good. Billy, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, as far as entertainment value, have just been consistent for fucking years since they came yeah. in. They've been amazing. Steve's gone again. I hope. Um and he yeah, they've just been so good. They just um c- consistently funny. Decent wrestlers. I feel like their actual wrestling ability is overlooked because of how entertaining they are. Yeah. Like comedically. But they're, it's like, um, who's that guy who just uses his ass all the time in New Japan the, with the funky weapon? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember yeah. his name, but him, right? It's like him. So, like, he is such good comedy value that people forget that that guy could go. And so could Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, I think. We were just yeah. talking about, Steve, that um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. See, you ruin everything. The listeners in podcast from would have known ah. nothing happened. I could have just went off, and this could have been an inside <laughs> joke for all the viewers. Don't try and fool Don't try and fool the people, man. you got to be honest with your listeners. you got to know. All but... three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Don't share my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Billy is just one of those people who she, she's the fun. There's never this is going to sound really bad, but I don't mean it in this way. But there's never been a funny female wrestler. There's never been a good comedy female wrestler. There hasn't been a butt of a joke, or that's how they've that's tried a to good get. Call. Billy yeah. is just genuinely hilarious. She and is. even if she doesn't wrestle, just have her as what she's doing. It, it's killing it. Absolutely killing it. Yeah. Her so, commentary was great when she was yes. um, when she was at the table for a bit. That was yeah. awesome. No, it's fantastic. But yeah, th- th- I think this is probably one of my, well, probably the best women's rumble to date, I think. There was just enough. Like, you didn't see too many of the old guard coming back because you already know when those people show up, they're never going to win. So they're literally taking up a spot. I like the integration of a ton of NXT talent coming in here. This is perfect for the women. And it just shows that I don't care what anyone says about WWE, their women's division is fucking stacked. That's what I was about Fantastic. to say. The, the, the strongest element that WE has is their women's division. Yes. New Japan can't top it. NWA Impact, no one can touch no, them. No. In terms of, um, and, and that's what keeps me interested in WE. It, it's it's yeah. the women's wrestling and, and what they have to offer, especially in like NXT as well. It's just unreal how stacked that is. Yeah. So good. Um, so and now the so men's we, rumble quickly before we get to the weird story of the week and I shut down forever because who knows what the fuck's going on here on my end <laughs> <laughs> um, for the men it, I think it, I don't know what happened it started off a bit slow Edge being number yeah. one being gone for 11 years being 43 years old I, everyone knows how much 47, of a, 47 years old Jesus Christ he looks Even worse. everyone knows how um much of an edge fan i am but it's ridiculous that he won from number one it's too much like there's there's winning and that there's an old guy winning and then there's taking the piss like at least <laughs> at least 
at least Undertaker had the dignity to come out at number thirty when he won it. There you go. Um, and like we don't we don't need we don't need Edge coming out at number one and winning it. I felt like that rubbed it in our faces a bit too much. I'm yeah. totally cool with Edge winning, but come out come out in the early twenties or something. Yeah, make make it a bit more believable. Uh, but the ending finish between him and Randy, I thought was great. Christian coming out and their little hug reunion moment was right. I thought Christian looked great, by the way, and yeah. uh, and put in a hell of a fucking shift as well. Yeah, and it looks like uh, he's coming back as a part timer now, so you'll see more of Christian. And I'm sure they're going to do a Christian and Edge match, obviously. So look forward to yeah. that as well. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm livid that we can't travel to WrestleMania this year because. I would mm. love to be there on a heartbeat. Edge is in the main event, challenging for the title again. Christian's probably going to be back in some capacity. Sure. You know, Sting is wrestling in AEW. Like, literally, my childhood has reun- reinvigorated over the past two years. And See, this is, this is how it works, because you have always been the guy that says, what are these fucking old people coming back, man? Like, what are these old part-timers doing stuff? And that's because these old part-timers weren't full-timers when you were a kid because you were too young for it there. Now mm. you're at now you're at the age where these old part-timers coming back, you actually remember from when you were a kid. So you're like, yeah, man, this is awesome. I want to see these guys. See, and, and don't complain because at least you get to see your guys still sort of in a prime. Can you imagine me from my era? What, do you think you, I honestly want to see a Hogan versus Flair match now at this point in your careers? <laughs> <laughs> they did it, didn't they um in tna that was well, they um, tried. yeah <laughs> so bad so bad and Carly, so bad. We, we've got everyone now there's there's no one left for surprises we've got john morrison we've got carlito we've had all of these guys that we've been promised for years and now they're all back that mid card from 2005 is, is, is carlito actually back or was it a one yeah, he, wrestled, he, yeah. he wrestled again on raw so Let's see what happens. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I like, I like the idea of him being back. Yeah, maybe it's like an MVP type thing. Maybe he was supposed to only come out for the Rumble, but you know they were impressed and they still saw he could go. So and he's valuable. Why not bring him in? I always yeah, love Carlito. Carlito was the man. The hurt business, yeah. and it's he's cool. One of the best factions WWE's running at the moment. So uh, I, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in the men's, and I'm excited to see where they're kind of building to at WrestleMania. Um, they're, they're giving Damian Priest a big rub as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, big on him, but the dude looks amazing, so why not? Well, and they have to too because he's up there already in age, right? I think he's in his late 30s or something. So, if it's not now, if you don't pull the trigger now, then you know, no, not to say that he can't do it because look at DDP, right? But still, like, you know what I mean? If, if you're going to start that ball rolling and if you want to make him a big push and a top of the card, then yeah, you got to do it now. Sort of like how they tried with Keith Lee, but then what the fuck happened to him during the Rumble? I thought for sure he was going to come out and do something, yeah. They just literally pulled the rug out underneath them. I don't know what's going on there. There must be some, like, like they always say, when you see like a guy get as much push as he does, then all of a sudden stop, there must be some backstage heat or something. Yeah, something must must happen between them. But um, what what do you think is going to happen with Randy? Because like he's in with this Edge stuff, and but he's also still feuding with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. And is it just going to be Fiend and Randy at Mania? Yeah, it has to be because they had supposedly Edge and Orton had their last match on Raw and then Bliss was there at the end. So, you know, that's going to still keep going, unfortunately. So we'll see. That's probably where The Fiend does come back. Maybe makes his reappearance at Mania, right? Isn't it amazing that Randy, who gave such an impression of not giving a shit when he first joined the company, of just like, yeah, whatever, it's my dad, I'm just young and it's a paycheck kind of thing, has been the most consistent employee for the past... 18, 19 years at this point, and has looked exactly the same 
for the past 19 years. Like, never got out of shape, never let himself go, just True. is Randy. And plus, he doesn't what? mind putting people over now, too. Like, he loves where he says he loves working with the younger guys. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter exchange between him and Karrion Cross, where Orange was like, Oh, come on up. Like, I want fresh blood, whatever. Let's do it. And whatever. And they were, had an exchange, and everyone's like, Oh my God, Karrion Cross versus Orange. That would be fantastic. And it's like, Yeah, it would be. So let's, like, you know what I mean? And old Orin would never do something like that. No. Do you remember the cliche in like the mid to late 2000s when? Whenever Randy Orton was on screen, JR or King would say, Oh, if you built if you built a sports entertainer from the ground up, you would build Randy Orton. Like they'd say that all the fucking time. But it's true. Like if if Vince McMahon had his way, he would just have a roster of Randy Orton's. He is just the perfect person for that company. Just in like naturally, um, like good looking dude, naturally tall, naturally athletic effortless like can effortlessly just put on passable matches i'm not saying they're like you know world-class incredible matches we don't care about world-class incredible matches they just want passable matches and randy can do that with his eyes closed every night of the week like if they just want a roster of that randy orton is the perfect wwe superstar yeah no that's awesome okay so before we get to the word story of the week and we end this show off you guys hopeful for the future of wrestling? Are you guys liking what you're seeing? You want more or you just had enough? Because talks in the past, everyone knows who's listened to the show, like, okay, I guess we'll see you guys soon. And then it's like, oh, I got to watch this show again. Now I'm actually looking forward to shit. Yeah, I, I think for me, I am in the sense of, I, I'm not going to be tuned into WWE every week, but I love the Rumble. I love WrestleMania season. This is when I am a regular watcher because this is when they step their game up and it's That's just true. consistently good up until mania uh AEW has filled that hole of what i was missing i love watching every single week and i'll continue to do so so yeah for, for me my passion is is definitely reinvigorated you know what wrestling is for me right now is one of those things that i don't know what to compare it to but do you ever have those things in your life where maybe going to the gym i don't know like there's stuff that like the idea of doing it is much worse than actually doing it. So like yeah, sort of like talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got one in. Um, so but like so it's like the idea of putting on WE is like, oh fuck no. I, I still pay my ten pounds over here, like ten bucks a, a month to the network. Yeah, yeah. Um every month. I have done for years just because I want just in case I feel like going back to my happy place and going back to like the nineties or whatever, but it's there. And I think, Oh no, I don't want to watch that. I can't watch that. Yeah. There's but do you think you're also, when I little... do, when I but, do, I enjoy it. But do you think you're also, that's perfect. So I was going to say, don't you think you're a little bit influenced by Twitter, by social media, by people who review shows that since everyone's talking shit about it, you don't, that's already planted in your brain and you're already nitpicking shit just so you don't like it. Cause yeah. I find that it's a lot with a lot of people. Like yeah, I try yeah, and go yeah. in there with an open mind every time. Yeah, totally. I think I think the the biggest mistake I ever made was um, becoming a spark. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of getting gotcha. too getting yeah, too yeah, into yeah. wrestling is the biggest mistake I ever made because now yeah. nothing's ever good enough. Makes sense. Beautiful. So, are you guys ready for the worst story of the week? Give it to us. I was more right. ready for this shit. Okay, this okay. This is this is way out there. There's so many aspects to this one. So I'll start here. Is there anything you guys would ever do to sue your parents? Would there be anything they would do to you that you'd be like, I want to sue the fuck out of my parents for that? Sexual? (laughs) Okay, let's not go down that path, but sure, I guess so. But 
Do, do you do you want to know what happened on uh, on Monday, Steve? Oh. For why I would sue my parents. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. sue worthy, definitely. Let's go for it. So we we all know I love the Rumble, and I was okay. waiting, and we block social media. I find out nothing. I don't talk to anyone. I, I go oh, silent on the Monday after Rumble. Okay. I get to twenty to five. I am. 50 minutes away from finishing work and putting on the Royal Rumble, mm. I get the text of, what a great reaction from Edge. Well done to him for winning the Royal Rumble. And I, I was just oh. I was just at a loss. And I text Jesse, and I don't think you've ever laughed harder in your life, have oh. you? <laughs> that was from Max's dad. Max's dad sent that to him. And it makes me so happy that he did that. Oh so yeah, God, I literally, literally, Max sent that to me, and I didn't register that it was his dad. I just right. like Max just said to me, "Someone has spoiled the rumble for me." So I immediately text back, "Who the fuck is this cunt?" And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh shit, it's your dad." Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, Sorry. God. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I forgave. They, they felt really bad. They were very apologetic. So I'm not going to sue them. Okay. We're all good, but yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I sue my parents for a lot of stuff, so we don't have the time. I don't want to. I don't need to run them down at this point in my life. But what about porn collection? Do people still have a porn collection, or is everything like digital now? Like you know what I mean? Like from my era, you'd collect magazines, videos, stuff like that, even DVDs at a certain point. Do kids still do that nowadays? No, it, you have a Google Drive now. I think <laughs> that's where that you're. Sense. That's where your collection. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropbox. So now let's merge these two things together, suing a parent and porn. So this is the path we're taking today. All right. So there's a Michigan man who's about 42 years old, just recently moved back in with his parents following a divorce. So after moving into his parents, it, it took him about 12 months to find his own place. So he ended up moving out. But he noticed once he unpacked everything that he was missing 12 boxes of porn movies and magazines. 12 boxes? Oh. 12 fucking boxes. Now I know why this guy got a divorce. He looks like he loved this porn more, right? So the dad apparently confessed in an email saying he did his son a favor and burned everything because he claimed the son had porn about incestuous sexual relationships, sex with minors and animals, sexual assault, and even slavery. Crazy, I, like right? that, wait, I, I, I like that you word that like slavery is the worst one of all of them. <laughs> well, it is Black History Month. Come on, man. Read between the lines. This is oh, I, that, that doesn't reach England, things like that. We're oh, still proud sorry. of our slavery. <laughs> That's just horrible in so many ways. <laughs> but okay, so they investigated. Apparently, didn't have any of that. It was the dad over exaggerating he had all legal porn it was all whatever you could see and whatever people are into nowadays right so it wasn't anything like that but he still didn't have his porn so what does this guy do he sues his fucking parents he had guess how much his porn uh, stash was worth 12 boxes um 12 boxes vhs i'm assuming so it's going to be VHS. retro stuff, okay right? so he had vhs okay so here it is Put into context. Jenna Jameson classics. 16 over 1600 porn videos, DVDs, and 50 sex toys. Wow. Carry the one. Yeah, this is um this is getting complicated. I'm gonna say twelve thousand dollars. 
I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Big numbers. I'm going seventy thousand dollars. Oh shit! Okay, it's a little bit in between. It was twenty five thousand, but he sued his parents and won, and is supposed to receive seventy five thousand because apparently they're irreplaceable, and he was scarred by losing them because he was a so called collector. Yeah, that I'd love that. That's brilliant. Like it's that's over. Of him, Jesse. Hold on. It's not one you side with. This is Hold no. On. This sounds Floridian. I didn't know you could get away with this shit in Michigan. It's not over <laughs> yet, my friends. So, there was more investigation after the fact. And guess what ended up happening? It was the mom who kept the whole porn this whole time and didn't tell anybody. No way! She saved it. She saved it. This fucking horny little pig probably wanted to learn some new stuff. <laughs> who knows? But can you believe it? It was all the mom's fault. Oh, That's man. a nice yeah. mum thing to do. Like, oh, I'll save, I'll save his treasures for him. But where do, but where do they stand legally on that? Is, is he not entitled to compensation now because the stuff still exists? Well, because he won, the, he won well, the case. I guess now it's up to the mom. Does she want to pay him 75000 or keep this guy's porn and watch it all? I don't fucking know what she wants to do with it. And use the multiple sex toys that are Maybe that's what it was. You know what? Maybe I, you know what? That, that makes more sense. Yeah, maybe like, that's why she kept those this glasses. Is a clay sculpture of Jimi Hendrix's cock. He's not around to replicate this. <laughs> but there's so many things wrong with this story. Again, where do you hide twelve boxes of porn? Uh, well, this was my first question: is where do you hide twelve boxes? So uh, this was always the classic thing that we've kind of missed out on. I guess you might not have done, Steve, because you are incredibly old. But um, the sort of the hiding porn in general is something I've never really had to deal with. I mean, you, you hide it on your laptop. You know, it's. Like back in the day, you'd have it in special folders. Yeah, but parents like don't that. know about electronics, exactly. so they can't find yeah, yeah. My, my stepdad did find the downloaded video. How about this? Did you guys ever close your laptop and then leave it on a, a porn site and then one of your parents discovered that? Like yeah, what happened to you yeah. guys? You're not in the right mind after you just ejaculated. <laughs> Obviously, this stuff is going to link away into a hole. Uh, uh. <laughs> You're not thinking about covering your tracks. You're oh, shit. See, that's where my Catholic guilt comes in. Because if I had that in my era, I'd be scrubbing it down. I'd be looking over my shoulder. <laughs> nope, no, Kanoa, this is, I'm going to hell. No, no, I'm just falling asleep with a shiny stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlight beaming off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep, so this is the podcast slash Got Till Five, my friends. <laughs> what a note to end on. <laughs> right, coming on your stomach. Fantastic. It goes hand in hand. Wrestling coming on the stomach, you know. And this is where you get the big ratings for us. <laughs> exactly. So plug your guys' shit. Obviously, you don't need, really need to because you guys tried to pipe it in between. So but, go ahead. <laughs> should we just should we just rebrand take Steve out of the equation for a bit and just like hey there we go got to five uh, we're a podcast I won't do that to him I won't do that to him <laughs> oh, it's, okay. Um, it's okay so. We were going to do an episode tomorrow, but then we said, Steve, can we just steal your episode and this will be our episode for the week. Um, I mean, so, I've yeah. got this hours as well. I've been yeah. polite. <laughs> this <laughs> is <yeah>. your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back the following week with a brand new episode. You can subscribe to this very YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching on Twitter, subscribe to that. If you're watching on Twitch, subscribe to that. Uh, head over to the website for those handy little links, which is called a what? Jesse Bannings? Gotto5.com. Gotto5.com. Beautiful stuff. Subscribe on the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, the iHeartRadio, all your good places, and send us nude images. <laughs> over to you, Steve. 
Perfect. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest, especially if it's come at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show, support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, helps me out. And please, most importantly, rate, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. Because trust me, it makes even more of a difference than supporting those stupid ass sponsors that give me literally a penny on the dollar. Talk about slavery. That's slave labor right there for that. I'm doing each and every week for them. So support me directly. Rate, subscribe, review. But please, go support the, the sponsors too. Bye.